Welcome to the Geek Explorer. Not whoa, that was that, I totally did yours. Yeah, what's interesting is... Do we is, have two different ones? We, we do. Oh. Yeah, like your, yours is always, welcome to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, welcome to the blah, blah, blah. Well, oh. that was weird. I did yours. Okay. Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm probably going to leave all of that in. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain. Here we are doing our off-week, off-topic, generally uh, more casual chat show. Not a news show anymore. I mean, I I haven't gotten any feedback from any listeners, but I personally really enjoyed the last one of these when we when we made it a point to not just make it a news show. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, we're still going to hit news when it happens, but it doesn't have to be like, oh, this trailer dropped. I have to talk about it on the show. Yeah, we didn't have to worry about ham-fisting segues in. Yeah. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Uh, that was kind of fun, but some, but it did get a little annoying sometimes, um, feeling beholden to it. Yeah, well, yeah, it was fun when you like nailed it. Yeah. Um. So, how are you doing, Ben? I'm doing um, better. I spent like the last week and a half with like some food poisoning issues that uh, that I mostly recovered from. My my guts are not quite back to normal operations, but uh, they're. they're they're doing their job again, at least. Yeah, you made it through our uh, our Akira episode a week ago, and then you went downhill fairly quickly, yeah? Yeah, yes, it was rough. I've eaten from a lot of food trucks. This one got its vengeance. <laughs> yeah, it's law of averages. Eventually, yeah. it will happen. Eventually, some guy didn't wash his hands after he wiped his butt, and Ooh. things happen. Oh, Angelina. If she listens to this, she's going to be... <laughs> grossed out and sad yeah yeah you don't get food poisoning from people being clean yeah yeah and she she had a little bit of a of an issue too and she ate from that same food truck i did not so i did not have issues yeah smart move john yeah smart move that's what they call me smart move john <laughs> how about you i'm doing well i picked up the car that i sat at the uh, dealership for five and a half hours trying to cut a deal on and i don't like it um Aww. it's red got weird accelerate i don't know it's whatever it's it's a new car and i'll have it for three years and then i'll lease something new or buy something else i don't know red cars are ugly dude i do not like that i have a red car it was the only option and you showed it to me. It's not uh, like it's not candy apple red. It's not like hot rod, you know, Lamborghini red. It's like I, I think I called it hot grandma red. <laughs> hot grandma red. Like the grandma who thinks she's still, you know, on her game. <laughs> Got this car to match her lipstick. Oh boy, yeah, that's accurate. But other than that, I think things are okay. Well, I guess that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, finished up a bunch of cover commissions for a dude up in Canada that uh, that wanted like six covers, so that was fun. Um, working on the comic book, and yeah, went out to a nice dinner last night. Oh, you know, the cool. kid's going to be coming home next weekend, so it was sort of a, I mean, it wasn't intentionally like, oh, our time is up, so we got to we gotta go on a date. But we had a little date night, went out to a nice Italian place, the food was really great, it was overpriced, but you know. Maybe I'm cheap. Everything is now. Like, yeah. we're, we're, like, the older we get, the more expensive everything seems to be. Like, you know, I remember when, it's like, I remember when we were kids and mm -hmm. bubblegum cost 25 cents. 
The milkman would drop off uh, four fresh bottles every morning for two bits. Yeah, so that's happening. Yeah, we are totally turning into <laughs> our grandpas that yep. would bitch about how expensive everything was. <laughs> comic books were a dime. I mean, I remember when comic books were 75 cents. Yeah. Ooh. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're part of that problem. I'm not going to sell space oddities for 75 cents. It's true. Costs us a lot more than that to make it. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So, uh, I've, I've, hey, I, you know what I did do over these last two weeks? What did you do? No, I'm asking if you know. Uh, well, I mean, outside of what you said, no. Okay. You're looking at me like I should. No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just a, it was like, it was like a trying to beam it into your brain because it would be amazing if you did. No, I finally went back and listened to our Batman episode. Oh, the one where you were really drunk. Yep. The the one episode that I refused to listen to. Was it as shameful as you thought it might be? No, actually. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think when I when I started off, well, I think my biggest problem was I could tell I was drunk. Like I, I was slurring a little bit and I was kinda all over the place. But one thing I I I have to well, I can't give myself credit for this, but one thing I enjoyed in the episode, and it happens to be selfishly a moment with myself. Um, is that when, when you have drunk John, you get, uh, such gems as, uh, when I'm talking about, about mysteries and Jeff Loeb, I, I said, I think this was like, if you're going to defend Jeff Loeb or if you're a fan of his mysteries, I said, I'm going to boot your face right out of this planet. And I, <laughs> I was, I was proud of that, but, um, no, the episode wasn't bad. Um, it, it was definitely not my finest moment, but, um. Yeah, we've had a few of those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's always my finest moment, but I mean, there's been a few where uh, it was not yours. Well, yeah. I mean, you've kept the standards so low that, it, that yeah. your finest moment is... Uh... <laughs> Still not that great. <laughs> but yeah, and just just a li- for a little bit of finality, that uh, that dude that I was having the uh, the internet problems with did not spoil the next issue of that comic book. So, you know, he, he made a, a snide little remark that, that was aimed at me, but... I feel vindicated and I, and I, I, I can, I can close that chapter of my life now that he did not spoil it. So I, I feel like. Yeah. You affected I, real change in the world. John. I did a service. And in w- whether or not he'll admit that you're right. Oh, you were right. I don't need it. And to. he like, knows it. W- once I read that second issue, I, you know, I saw that there was definitely some shit he could have spoiled. And the fact that he didn't, like, I just got a big smile on my face and it warmed my heart. And I was like, okay, I can just, just go ahead and block this guy and, and never think about it again, except in a positive except way. Except right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, well, I, I never have to be angry about it again. Cool. So, uh, I'm going to start this thing off with, um, isn't it a little late to start something off? No, we haven't actually started. Uh, uh, maybe, <laughs> I'm going to continue this thing off with, uh, with something that uh, I think we could have a little discussion about. Oh, I think I know where you're going. So there was a rumor that has sprouted from the, from the set of Indiana Jones uh, oh, shit. 5. And I, and I mentioned this to you back when I, I sent you the article back when I saw it. This was about a week and a half ago, so I've not seen anything updating it at all. But as, as has been reported, Harrison Ford got a boo-boo. Yep. Uh, and he, like a pretty good one, racked his arm up pretty bad. He's in a splint, uh, and he's out of commission for, you know, six weeks or so, six or seven weeks while he heals. And the rumor is that Disney has decided to keep on filming with a, like a body double, essentially like 
not just for action scenes, but like for all the scenes and that the plan is to digitally add Harrison Ford's face on in post. Brilliant. Flawless. That could never, ever go wrong. And I can't think of something I could read about that movie that would make me have less faith in it being good than that. Yeah. I mean, if it like... Other than like Harrison Ford died and we're still going to finish yeah. it like they did with Carrie Fisher. Or like Harrison Ford died and Shia LaBeouf is going to take over the role. Yeah. I oh. mean, uh, I hope that that's bullshit and that that is not happening. I, I didn't have a lot of faith for Indiana Jones 5 in the first place. I know you were a bit more excited than I was. Yeah. Uh, so does this does this burst your bubble at all? It definitely makes me real sad because I, I feel like... I feel like I've got a pretty good eye for CGI and it really bothers me when, when I can, when I can spot those seams and even something like putting Carrie Fisher in there using previous footage, like that's still her, but you can still tell something's off. So, I mean, facial replacement of a character, like that's what they did with Luke and it was noticeable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fucking awful. Like, Disney has the money, like, they should be able to do this well, but I, I guess the guy they got to that, they, that they're using is supposedly a reasonably good lookalike. Well, I think that that top picture in the article was him. Oh, really? Was I it? think so, yeah, the profile picture, because it didn't look exactly like Harrison Ford, but it, I mean, clearly, it, it, I mean, if it was him, it looks enough like him to where you didn't question it, but, but I zoomed in on it, and I, I felt like it... It wasn't him. Yeah, but is, is he going to have the same body language and the same... That's the problem. You know, he's not Harrison Ford. Yeah, like, I don't want, like we've, said, we've talked about it before. We don't want to see someone necessarily playing Indiana Jones other than Harrison Ford. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're going to get one way or the other if this is true. I wonder if he's going to like... Yeah, he's like, how does Harrison Ford act? And he's like, he points a lot. He points in every movie he's in. So what if he, you know, like every scene, this guy's just pointing. Because <laughs> he's like, this will sell the Harrison Ford thing. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. It it makes me sad because like now, like, okay, so there could be a follow-up article that even says like, you know what? There's like, you know, two scenes equaling, you know, 45 seconds in, in the film. Well, that's, that would that'd be very short scenes. But, you know, three minutes of the movie that had a body double. I'm going to go into this movie looking for that. Oh, yeah. And, like, like it's going to super distract me because every time Harrison Ford's on screen, I'm going to be looking to see if that's a fucked up CGI replacement. That Harrison Ford has a, a symmetrical face. That's, oh, not, that's not right. Yeah. I could kind of understand it if they had some like shoots set up where there was like $10 million in this yeah. shoot. It was all scheduled and they were like, we cannot delay this shoot. It's our only chance to do it. You know, we're punching Nazis on top of the actual Louvre. They're not going to push <laughs> this one. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, just come back next week. Yeah. Uh, so it's like if they're doing something like if it's something like that, I could kind of forgive them. You know, the movie's. You know, it's not something where you can shift stuff around. Sometimes yeah. they don't have a lot of flexibility and I can get it. But if they're just eager to get it done and like filming scenes that they could clearly do later with somebody else, because why not? We can replace his face. We've done that a bunch of times before. We're Disney. Uh, fuck you guys. Yeah. They've Her done it badly every time. Yeah. And even the stuff that they did well, like the Avengers had some really good CGI. I mean, there's some stuff in there where you can't tell what's going on, but. It's just, it's another step towards just CGI replacing every actor that there ever has been. And 
Harrison Ford is my Indiana Jones, and goddammit, I want to see him playing Indiana Jones. Yeah, and as much as I agree with with everything you just said, I think I said this once in, in a previous episode when we were talking about this too. If somebody wants to make a Superman movie where they CGI Christopher Reeve into the role and get a get a voice actor, <laughs> I am all for it. Yeah, he's dead though, at least. So I mean, yeah. you can't do anything about that. They can't wait six weeks and then film a Chris Reeve Superman movie. Yeah. But they can with Harrison Ford. I It is my hope that they try to use the facial replacement just turbo sparingly. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. You, use, a, use a body double, shoot around it. I would, I'm, I'm okay with, I mean, I have to be okay with it. I'm still going to see the movie regardless, but I, I don't want my viewing experience to be tainted, but I don't see how it won't be at this point. Yeah. Even just the thought, even if they came out and said they didn't do it, you're still going to look for it. Yeah. They should come out and say they didn't do it. I'm okay with them lying to me about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, these are giant media corporations. You don't expect honesty from them. So why (laughs) the fuck do they, they shouldn't feel the need to deliver that to us. Tell us what they want. Yeah. So... Another thing we need to talk about is that gosh dang Loki. Oh, yeah. That series ended. It did end. And we haven't talked about it at all. Like like even off mic. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, I told you I had opinions on it. What is your your overall opinion? It was pretty good. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I got all the way through it. Like I never... Oh, sorry. Spoilers, everybody. We're going to spoil the fuck out of Loki right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been around for a while. That's okay. I mean, I didn't... I never wanted to stop watching it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I kept going back. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what they, uh, let's see, how do I want to put this? How would I know? The ending was a bit, a bit anticlimactic, I guess. It was just very drawn out and long and exposition filled. And like, it's cool getting like a little preview of Kang. Mm-hmm. Like that's neat, except I'm kind of over the, uh, like super aloof kind of funny guy bad guy trope agreed and so that didn't really do much for me Mm -hmm. and loki himself was just he was kind of a side character in his own show and he was he was just oddly incompetent and naive not powerful like he hardly ever used any of his magic abilities even in situations where he clearly could have and Mm -hmm. it seemed like it was very clearly a setup vehicle and not, uh, hey, I have a really cool Loki story that I want to tell. It was like, hey, we have a property that we can use to set up another property. Let's do it. How does that make you feel? It's, it's a little cheap. Okay, good. Because I was curious where you were going to go with that. Because if I know you, I w- well, I do know you. So I would think this is going to bother Ben. And I was like, but wait, what if this is one of those weird things where for some reason it doesn't bother him and then I'm going to have to argue for it? Because, yeah, man, like I enjoyed this series. I thought Loki and Owen Wilson's banter together was fantastic. It was wonderful. You know, I thought some of the, I mean, some of the set pieces had some CGI that was kind of wonky, you know, kind of like, like Mandalorian, how like they don't fit in with the, with the way the background is moving. Yeah, when there was one where where Loki and Sylvie were like when they were walking uh, to that uh, when they're on that planet that's going to blow up and they're trying to get to the ship. There were some wonky backgrounds there. I really enjoyed the series until the last episode. And that last episode fucking pissed me off. Like it made me actually angry that it ended this this six episode series ended as a commercial. It's a commercial for phase four. Yeah. And, and that's all it did. There was no finality to the Loki story. There was no, like, 
it it was 100% set up and that made me so mad. And like you said, that last episode was fucking boring. There was, yeah, there was just boring. so much blah, 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 do it or don't. And that portrayal of Kang, I'm sorry, got on my fucking nerves. Thankfully, it's like a it's like an alternate Kang, and so whatever Kang we get will not be that one, presumably, because Hopefully. that one's dead, and some more evil, powerful version of him will rise. Yeah. So uh, maybe they just said, "Fuck it, this will be some weird other version. We can have some fun with it." Ugh. It seemed so artificially goofy, like it reminded me of like Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you don't need to be that weird and eccentric. Like it came off as fake. Like it, it, I didn't, I didn't buy that a person would act like that in any situation ever. Yeah. Unless you're Cesar Romero's Joker. <laughs> like when he like got up on the desk yeah, on yeah. his haunches and shit, you're like, what the fuck are you even doing? Even Willy Wonka isn't that weird. But, um, yeah. So it made me angry. I think the best, the, the best part of that episode for me was the like last second and a half when when you know loki sees owen wilson and owen wilson doesn't know who he is and then you see the statue of like full-on kang like no helmet but like you can see that 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 that's his like his collar piece and his tunic and stuff like they should have put the helmet on him that would have been cool but i a lot of the casual viewers would not have recognized him as the dude on the desk true story if they put the helmet on my guess is that's why they didn't and it ended with a thing saying, like, Loki season two coming. And it's like, okay. Neat, I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, we were basically left off, you know, you have a greater appreciation for what's about to happen as setup wise. But otherwise, like, as far as Loki's concerned, he's in much the same boat that he was in episode two. Yeah. And there, there are reports that he's going to be in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. So that will advance his story there. But it's sort of like... Like there, there really isn't a point except to be a bridge. And like, I don't, I don't care about this Loki. And it it makes me even more angry that like, I have to watch this series to understand what's going to happen in the future because it's a very necessary component, but it doesn't stand on its own at all. And, you know, like I have to watch all these movies to understand where Loki's going to be in the second season. Like, I don't know. It's just, I wish it had just a little bit more independence. Um, and a little more of its own story and conclusion that does fit into the big thing. Like, you know, Thor adds to, to the overall story of Marvel, but you can, you don't have to have seen Thor to understand what he's doing in Avengers. I mean, I guess there, there is some payoff, but that movie has its own story and its own beginning, middle and ending that can stand on its own. They use Loki as a vehicle, a setup vehicle, essentially. And, uh, and I, you know, I was really excited about it because it looked like it was going to be like a, like a espionage kind of like a spy flick kind of thing, or like some sort of like globe trotting adventure, you know, where he's DB mm-hmm. Cooper and then he's going here, some time travel. That was cool. The DB Cooper. Yeah. Thing. Like a time travel spy thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's a genre I ha- that we haven't really seen and they could have a lot of fun and Loki could, inter- you know, he's a good character to interject some humor into it because mm-hmm. Marvel's going to want to do that. And uh, that could be neat. And it, it wasn't that at all. Yeah. Which is fine. It doesn't need to be what I expected it to be. But, and I kind of feel the same way that I felt originally about Thor Ragnarok, where it was just like, why did, what, what, what they did to 
the character doesn't really fit for me. Like they yeah. made Thor a joke in Ragnarok and they made Loki kind of a doofus. I mean, not, not necessarily doofus. He's still smart, but he, I mean, he's, he's falling for everybody's tricks. He's getting kneed in the balls over and over again. He is generally the butt of most of the jokes in his own show. Yeah. And, uh, he's a threatening dude. Like, you know, he, he should be. Yeah, he's not uh he's not to be trifled with generally. Uh you know, he 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 is selfish and he's he's got his weaknesses, but that's not really what they played to here. They just kind of made him uh, um you know, the butt of the jokes and yeah. and a bit of a side character in his own thing and thankfully Thor Ragnarok I came around to because it is a really entertaining movie to watch. Yeah. It's really good. It, uh, like I, it bothered me at first because it wasn't it didn't feel like Thor to me. And still really doesn't feel like Thor to me, but it's MCU Thor, which is it's just a different Thor. Yeah. Whereas this, I don't think is going to grow on me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. And it seems like they took the Loki that gets slammed around by the Hulk in the end of, uh, of the first Avengers movie and decided that that was going to be their Loki. Like that, that, that was Loki from then on, even in, uh, like, uh, end game. You know, like, like, because they, they show that scene again. They're like, hey, remember this, guys? When Loki was like, I'm a god, and then smash, 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 and get taken away in cuffs. Like, well, they're like, okay, that's what Loki is now. Well, yeah, as far as, which, him being arrogant and overconfident and getting his ass kicked, I don't necessarily have a problem with. He's, you know, he's generally a villain. That's the thing that they do. Yeah. But on that comparison, like at the beginning of the show, the Hulk is smashing him back and forth on the floor multiple times and he walks out of that room and then he's put through a portal and a human lady punches him in the face and knocks him out like wait what see that's <laughs> that's tough because in the in that whole in the tva uh headquarters and stuff like he's not supposed to have any power but he wasn't in the tva oh he wasn't that's when he came out of the portal and they and they like went to take him to the tva oh that's right she just decks him and knocks him out yeah and then all the times that he's out of the tva like he's not yeah, so he should and, be using more illusions and more and, magic. And I'm not entirely sure that, I mean, I don't know how the TVA works, but I don't, I don't think his uh, strength and durability is so much a, uh, a magic thing as just a general Asgardian thing. Or whatever the name of his realm is, Frost Giant thing, because he's a Frost Giant. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Like, but yeah. Like a Frost Giant could get, uh, could take a little bit of a whooping. Yeah. They can fight as guardians yes, physically. Exactly. Like I don't think a uh, a middle aged woman is going to punch out a frost giant. Yeah, but uh, apparently she can. She's yeah, because Marvel and Disney want them to. Yeah, because it fits the plot and it fits the narrative they're trying to tell, and it doesn't matter whether or not it's consistent to the character. Yeah, he's a vehicle for a story they want to tell, not the other way around, where they're like, "I got a cool Loki story I want to tell." Yeah, he's or, a tool through no fault of his own. Yeah, and and that's that's the kind of bummer. Like when you like these characters, when it's a character that you like, or you're familiar with the character, and they're not, you know, it, there's plenty of cool stories you could tell with that character. Like there's no reason they, you know, this could have been anyone, and yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there was nothing that was actually dependent upon it needing to be Loki and different versions of Loki. Which one thing that that was pretty neat uh, with Sylvie. And her having that that power of enchantment, and she yeah. was blonde. Like, I felt like she was a stand-in for the Enchantress, who in comic books is a, a, is an Asgardian, 
um, but they haven't really put her in the movies at all. Oh, yeah, so totally. I, you know, I thought I thought that was neat because I, you know, Enchantress is a fun character. So if you if you have to have another Loki, why not? I also wasn't impressed by the whole like you know that that the idea in the writer writers room was just like okay so we're gonna have a version of loki do we have them kiss and then somebody's like yeah man only loki would be so narcissistic that he would fall in love with himself and they're like brilliant let's put that in the show like it seemed like that was the only reason that was there it just it seemed so ham-fisted and, and then when they actually said it i was like oh fuck off i don't know sorry you, you gotta tell everybody everything these days yeah uh, do I recommend watching it? Like, I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't something I didn't enjoy watching. Um, and if you're not like, if you have no thoughts or opinions on Loki, other than what you've seen in the MCU, um, you probably won't have any hangups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing that makes me angry is the way it ended. Like, like I, I was enjoying it, it up until end. then. Yeah. It, they just had a shitty segue into whatever's next. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was a bummer to me. I thought I thought the rest of the show was so much better than the ending. And I really hope that dude can play a good king. Like nothing about his performance made me think King the Conqueror at all. No. And so, uh, yeah, and that's maybe that's by design. I don't know, but like, it, like it would have been kind of cool to get a glimpse of what was coming, and you definitely don't. Yeah, like instead of <laughs> a statue, you, you see you see Kang. Like in a post credits thing or yeah, something. Yeah, like fucking like looking all pissed off and destroying something. Yeah, and or, saying something in a deep voice. Yeah. You know, like, like grabbing somebody and turning them into a skeleton yeah. right before your eyes or some shit, you know? Yeah. Something gnarly. But I guess it was kind of a Thanos moment. You know, like like in that at the end of the first Avengers when, when he just like, you know, turns his head and looks at the camera. You're like, oh shit, Thanos. So I guess seeing that statue was the same thing. Like, oh, fuck, it's Kang. Because they never say his name and no, all that. But he does say, like, you know, like the new by names. Yeah, one of them was con- a conqueror. So I was yeah. like, you know, like, okay. I don't know why I didn't let you just say it. <laughs> you had to prove that you knew it, Yeah, too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, oh, and, and it did mention, like, an Egyptian king or pharaoh or something, which is also yeah. from the comic books. They're, like, I think the main ones were... His Egyptian thing, whose name I don't remember, then there was Kang the Conqueror, and then Immortus was another version of Kang. All right, so Loki was, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll never go back and watch it again. Like you said, the banter and stuff was pretty good. Like, yeah. the, the dialogue was fun, and like, and like the first episode, it was like, this, it was very snappy. The dialogue itself was entertaining. The, Those animated sequences were fun, too. Yeah. It's not without merits by any means, but yeah. uh, it is not a must-watch for me. Yeah. And I probably won't watch it again. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad I did. Now I know where everything's going, you know, because if I didn't watch it, I'd have no idea what's going on. I bet they'll still do a little explainer. They're not going to rely on people having seen this. Yeah. So, uh, Netflix announced something recently. Oh, no. That uh, next do year- Do they have cancer? They're going- Yeah. <laughs> that they are cancer. Um, <laughs> that next year, they're going to start offering video games. Okay. They haven't really said how they're going to do that, but uh, they're planning on streaming video games uh, similar to how they stream movies. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that's going to work out for them or not. Stadia was a big flop. And I guess if they added games to, to Netflix and it didn't cost me any more money, I'd give it a shot. I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? 
Why not experience it? But my guess is it's going to come with a big price hike. Like you're not going to get them no. on your base subscription. It'd yeah. Be, if you're paying 15 a month, you'll probably be paying 25 a month. Afterwards. Yeah. Which I don't know if I want to pay anymore. How much time do you have for video games? And is it worth the money? Like you've got enough. I mean, you've got video games. Well, like that's like, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Game Pass is fucking great. Yeah. Because it works for the amount of time I have. Like, I don't want to buy games. Like, if that, I mean, I think that's where Stadia went wrong is you had to pay full price for all the games and like they, you couldn't play them anywhere else. You know, it's so, like if you wanted to play a game on Stadia, you had to buy it for 60 bucks and it was only good on Stadia. And when Stadia, you know, inevitably folds and disappears because Google loves to just trash products that they have. Yeah. You're going to be out 60 bucks. And not have any access to that game anymore. Whereas Game Pass, I mean, there's like over 100 games and you can play them when you want to and uh, not play them when you don't want to. And Yeah, and once you're done with Game Pass, they disappear and that's understandable because yeah, you that's never, what you were doing. Yeah, you never paid for it in the first place. So if Netflix does something like that, which is kind of their model for movies and TV shows and shit, that could be interesting if they've got a good library. But I think that it's, I don't, I got a feeling it's going to cost them money and not make them money. Yeah, and I'm curious what kind of controller you're like are you going to go to the store and buy a netflix compatible controller or is there going to be like a peripheral i bet i bet they allow any like bluetooth connecting controller like you know you can connect then you'd you'd have to have a tv that has bluetooth i bet they'll sell like a little box that you can plug into your tv yeah it makes sense would be my guess um, with, with like a cheap Mad Cats controller that comes with it. <laughs> Mad Cats. <laughs> <laughs> that even predates the, the Logitech, you know, yeah. off-brand takeover. Mad Cats. Wow. The shittiest controllers money can buy. Wow. They're also planning on like developing their own games, which they did pretty successfully for movies, but I don't know. I don't have a whole lot it's of It's a different beast. Yeah, and I think it works for Microsoft because Microsoft already has a console and already makes a bunch of games and already, you know, has a big space and power. Like, I mean, they're, they're you know, they bought up like a load of studios over the last year and a half. Yeah. Uh, and the idea of Netflix buying out a bunch of other studios doesn't necessarily inspire confidence in me. You know, like, I don't know yeah. if they're in it for the long haul. Microsoft is. It'd be like if if Netflix decided they wanted to open up a pizza chain like there's no guarantee that you're going to succeed at that just because you succeeded in the movie business yeah yeah and they may buy up a few studios and then uh, decide they don't really want to play this game and fold it all yeah and uh, then it's over so game pass recently started doing the cloud thing they opened it up to everybody and i've used it a couple times and it's not bad where you're like streaming a game yeah, rather than downloading a game it. and it, it is it's kind of cool like i play i was playing night in the woods on my phone with an Xbox controller the other day because Annie was watching TV. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll play this. I'll, I'll try the cloud gaming thing. And it worked pretty well. It had like some tearing and some stuttering here and there. Like you wouldn't want to try and play something like a first person shooter or like no a, call of duty or, or Fortnite. Yeah. Or like a really, you know, precise platformer where you got to make sure you jump at the right time or you die kind of thing. So any platformer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it worked surprisingly well. And then uh, the other day, uh, it was a while ago, it was when it was in beta, I was at work and I, and I was like, okay, uh, I've got, I, I was waiting for an inspector or something. So I had like an hour or so to kill. And uh, I had, I noticed I had 5G. So I pulled up and played like the dark crystal strategy RPG game with like on-screen controls. Okay. And uh, it ran flawlessly. I mean, it, but it wasn't 
you know, it's it's a turn-based game. So yeah. It's not a, is it like, like Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah. So it's cool to have that as an option because, like, cell phone games suck by and large. Yeah. Mobile games blow. And so, like, if I'm at the doctor's office, I could pull up and play. And, and you can resume, like, right where you left off. Like, it That's saves, good. What, like, if you played it on the console and then you go play it somewhere else, it all synchronizes. So uh, it is a cool future, I think, that could work. Um, I don't know how it works with, like, owning games. It might be kind of weird, but... Yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad that Netflix is getting into it. It is something, though. Yeah, it's going to have an effect. Because, <laughs> like, everyone's always said, for you, like, Stadia's gonna, trying to be the Netflix of game streaming. See, I don't even know what Stadia is. Like, like I, I've gathered what it is, or what it was, but I didn't know it was ever a thing. I never uh, heard of it. Well, it... It was not, it did not have a great launch and, uh, it is pretty much dead now. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to let me know how it is because I can almost guarantee I'm not going to try it. (laughs) I don't have, I don't have enough time. You know, something we haven't, uh, we haven't heard, heard about in a little while is, uh, the Ta-Nehisi Coates, J.J. Abrams produced, um, Superman film that's, uh, that's, all but I don't think it's officially announced or anything, but but you know it's generally regarded that it's going to follow a, a Black Clark Kent, Kal El, and um, you know a lot of people were calling for Michael B. Jordan in the role. They're like, oh yeah, Michael B. Jordan, he'd be the best. You know, I th- I think we've talked about in the past that I'm n- I'm not the hugest Michael B. Jordan fan, um, but he had come out saying like, you know, hey, I'm just going to be a viewer on this one. Essentially paraphrasing, he's he's like the. The, the whole idea of jo- of race bending um, Clark Kent and Kal-El wasn't for him. You know, he, that, that, that was sort of his... He didn't want to be on the other side of that fucking racist shitstorm on Twitter when, with yeah. people making, you know... Death threats, death I'm threats sure. And, yeah, there, there are going to be some real assholes out there that, that show everyone they're assholes. Yeah, and, um, but it uh, was just announced, actually, you know, I was, when I was using your bathroom earlier, I, I uh, came across an article that reportedly Michael B. Jordan is developing a black Superman project uh, for HBO Max in which it will be the Val Zod character oh, cool. from Earth 2. Yeah. yeah. So I, that, I mean, it just seems to make more sense. I mean, you're, you're going to piss less people off and it's an established character already and you're not mucking with what people's preconceptions of, of, of the character that exists is yeah and i think that's that's uh, in the article i was reading on collider you know that that's what a lot of the sentiment is it's like why you know if you want to make a black superman movie and you have established black superman characters why are you not using them uh in instead of just race swapping clark kent and kal-el you know like i mean unless you know i i don't know what tanahasi coates wrote so maybe he's got a really you know thought-provoking, groundbreaking idea for a script that involves a a black Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think we touched on this before, like just porting Clark Kent's story over and making him black doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, is he still going to be raised on a farm and, you know, and, you know, walk into a job at a newspaper and like, is he going to be, you know, treated like a white guy essentially yeah yeah like his yeah there's there's that fine line between not changing the character of clark kent but then also changing the character of you know changing changing the experience of a black man 
Yeah. yeah and, and, and just basically, yeah, just cut and pasting a, a black man into white man circumstances. Uh, unless he's trying to, like, I could see it, you know, if he's trying to do like an Elseworlds where it's like, what if Superman was black? Here's something interesting. Yeah. Here's how it would have gone differently. You know, um, that could be interesting, you know, kind of like a, like a red sun thing. Like what if Superman fell in communist Russia instead of America? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what if Kal-El was black? Yeah. And that, and, could, and that could be a really cool, interesting story. And what if he was coming up in the America of the 1950s? Yeah. You know, like that's. Exactly. Uh, you know, the government's not going to be super stoked about that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if that's the story he's trying to tell, that could be really cool and interesting. But it won't be, but and he won't be Clark Kent, like he'll be Clark Kent Superman in name, but that story will be totally different Yeah, from the standard Superman story, which could be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, cool. More Superman stuff happening. Why not? And, yeah. and to be honest, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of, of all of this, you know, like, of course, Christopher Reeve is my Superman, but. Unless they uh, they CGI him in, I'm I'm not getting any more of those. And apparently that <laughs> Superman and Lois show is really good. I haven't caught up. I've only seen the first few episodes, but I enjoyed it. So we'll see what comes of that. I mean, you know, HBO Max is doing Green Lantern and Batgirl, and now a Superman project. Like, why not? Yeah, let's do it. If Marvel's proved anything, like put a bunch of content out there. A bunch of it'll probably be okay. And uh, I don't think anyone's hurt by any of it. Like, I mean, I'm no poorer for like Loki having come out and not been that great. Yeah. So I uh, I'm if if someone comes out with a mediocre, you know, Batman story, like, like whatever, I'm, it's not going to make me any poorer. Yeah. But on the chance that they come out with a great one, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm glad it was made. So are we going to we going to talk about the uh the 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 big the big drop yesterday? I mean, I'm down. I watched the whole thing. So yeah. I don't know how much you want to talk about it since you haven't seen it all. Uh, no, I think let's just give some early impressions because also, you know, this, it will have only been out for like two days by the time people listen to this. So I don't, I don't want it all spoiled for me. Do okay. we not talk about it? No, we can either way, whatever you <laughs> want, man. Okay. Well, masses of the universe revelations came out yesterday and the first episode was okay. There we go. I talked about it. <laughs> yeah. I watched the whole thing this morning cause uh, I had some time after I woke up. Yeah, because it's what, five episodes right now? Yeah, it's five episodes. They're only like 25 minutes each. Yeah. So it's, you know, two and a half hours. hours. Uh, I don't know why that took them, uh, what, like three years to produce? Wow, has it been that long? It's been fucking forever, it seems like. I mean, some things I could say about it without, you know, without spoiling it for you or the listener. Yeah. Animation looks great. Yeah. They, I think they did a good job. I think the characters and the designs look good. The It's smooth. I mean, it's the same dudes that did Castlevania. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked the animation in Castlevania as well. Um, so I think it looks good. The voice acting, by and large, is it's good. It almost seems like they they tried to like ham it up here and there, yeah, deliberately, like as an homage to how fucking bad the original Masters of the Universe was in that department. And uh, if that's the case, I appreciate that. I, like I can I can dig that. I guess since I've finished it. Do you want me to give you my general opinion or will that taint, uh, are you worried that'll taint your experience? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no, because I've, I've got a, I've got a pretty low opinion of it so far, to be honest. And, and I don't feel like I was affected by all those early reports from internet trolls saying that this is, you know, Tila's, uh, Tila's show more than He-Man's or that, you know, like, oh, cool. They're giving her a 
fucking you know new haircut and you know make it doing gender swap roles on you know i don't know the whole i well i don't know see you've seen the whole thing but i don't i don't think they gender swapped anyone or not gender swapped but but sorry like putting her in the role of man at arms and you know having like her team of tough chicks you know just yeah there's definitely a team of tough chicks like like See, I was I was even trying to talk to Angelina about this last night, and I was having a really hard time articulating what what it is I'm saying. So maybe I just shouldn't say anything. Is it but, that, you know, like, is like it that you want to see He Man do He Man stuff in the new He Man show? Yes, like uh, yeah, and that <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like like for me, like there's nothing wrong with the empowering of Tila to take a more commanding role and whatnot, but there is a line in which or at which a line. Wait, when, which, who? Yeah, there is a line where if that takes over the focus of the show over He-Man, I'm not interested because I'm there to see He-Man fighting Skeletor. Everybody else is a supporting role to that. And so, so, you know, if this is some, if this is a political statement, you know, like battling toxic masculinity and shit, then like, I don't need that in He-Man, but I'm not going to go ahead and just say it is like those trolls out there that are no. that, that were and, already trying to ruin the series before it came out. And I can say, I don't think it's, you know, having seen it, it's, it's not like an in your face preachy to you. Here's a message kind of thing. Good. Um, that said, it is very much a product of its time. Okay. So, you know, th- there's, there probably is a message in there. It's certainly influenced by modern media and everything else that's, that is now. Uh, but it's not beating you over the head with it necessarily. Okay. So there's that. Um, yeah, I've got some thoughts on it, but they're the kind of thoughts that I should talk to you about after you've seen it. All. Okay. Because otherwise you you know, we, yeah, we won't already... be able to have it. We won't be able to have a discussion. Um, I mean, Mark Hamill, does a i mean he's doing a mark hamill voice so so why not skeletor uh, is the joker yeah yeah like it's 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 the joker like there's not much difference between this and his joker voice but it fits so i'm okay with it yeah and you know they made some they made some decisions that I, i don't know i mean it's hard to find logic in a in a cartoon series you know so so it's like you know, it's, it's those things like, why isn't this character doing this thing at yeah. this time? You know, where it's like, um, one thing that bothered me that hopefully this doesn't, you know, doesn't do what, what this sort of thing does to me, but I think I'm the weirdo and, and like make people look for it and get bothered by it. But they cut away from action a lot. Like somebody can be like charging at somebody else with a sword, like raised, and then they swing and then it like cuts away before there's any contact and like, or like cuts to a boot. And then like shows a sword drop to the ground. It's like, why are you, why are you cutting away from the action? Let's fucking see this. I don't know if it was like an homage or what, but like they would have the laser cut the tank in half and the guy jumps out. (laughs) Yeah. Which, you know, yeah, that's a fun trope and all that. But you know what? We're all adults now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because people are dying in this series. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm not sure why they're squeamish about showing it. I mean, like it doesn't need to be super graphic or anything. Yeah. But they seem to be. I, like I said, I don't know if that was to make it feel more like yeah, were they having the fun with Masters it? of the Universe or or what? But so some of the fight scenes in general, I was less than impressed with. Like the the, the animation's real f- fluid and smooth, but like the fight choreography left a little bit to be desired. 
Yeah, I think after watching the first episode and at least the beginning of the second one, I don't know. I I was I'd had a couple drinks, so I, I you know I was I wasn't going to watch it originally because I wanted to be, you know, s- straight headed for it. Um, but I don't know. I'm fairly unimpressed thus far. But well, you know what? That first transformation scene was fucking tits. Like that. Yeah, that it was, was cool. That was an awesome transformation scene. So. I heard some people complaining about it being like, it was like Sailor Moon. Oh. Like, okay, it is kind of Sailor Moony, but whatever. Sailor Moon's got a cool transformation too. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. it looked cool. Like, how all his gear just kind of like forms around his like rainbow shimmer body. Yeah. 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 I thought that was cool. I thought it looked neat. Uh, Tila's got really thick eyebrows. <laughs> I didn't notice. Holy that. shit. That didn't they're they're like me. Eugene Levy eyebrows. They're I, so I think thick. that's the cool thing now. Isn't it? Big <laughs> is eyebrows? It? I don't know. I wonder if she's got pit hair. <laughs> I, I mean, I doubt warrior women back, you know, on Eternia would be shaving their armpits. Yeah, who's going to give her shit for it? Yeah. Not she's, me. She's man at arms now. Yeah. Whoops. Spoiler. For the first five three minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's table this for now. Then I since think that's smart. we'll probably end up spending another 20 minutes talking about it next week or some other time after you've watched it. Yeah. Good call. So I guess on Kevin Smith stuff, I, I I don't have much to say on this, but Clark's three was confirmed to be starting production. Oh yeah, I saw that too. So that could that could be cool. That's good. Yeah, I mean, why not? He says everyone's coming back. Reportedly, the story is supposed to see Randall having had the Widowmaker heart attack that Kevin Smith had in real life, and maybe that gives him a new appreciation on the world or something like it did to Kevin Smith. But apparently, everyone's coming back. So. Okay, I'll see it. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, how about some recommendations? I'll let you go first, because I didn't write any down. Okay. Um, I would like to recommend a, uh, a YouTube channel I found, which is often the case. Um, it's called Cody Can't Eat This. That's the, uh, that's the YouTube channel. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but it's this dude that makes uh, 2D games into 3D games. Like, he takes... He, he, that doesn't he, have uh, anything to do with eating. No. <laughs> well, I guess he can't eat video games. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I think the first one he did was Sonic, and then I saw a Mario one, and then a Legend of Zelda one, where he takes the original game in its side-scrolling uh, uh, pixel. Wait, no, not pixel. Um, yeah. Oh, it is pixel I mean, graphics. They are. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Pixel sorry. Graphics. Yeah, he takes, he takes pixel graphics and then creates a 3D polygon world based on that so he'll take like the flat like link or mario and create a a you know 3d block polygon version of him and do the same thing with the entire world and makes it so it's like essentially playable you know like are you is it like first person perspective or are you still like 2d side scrolling for mario or like you can rotate the camera anywhere you, like you see mario as a as a third person not, a, not yes. it's not first person. Yeah, character. yeah, you're not looking from his eyes. Yeah, yeah it's not correct. like that Castlevania VR one where where the dude took Castlevania and you can play the whole thing in first person. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. I was enjoying it. and like it, he goes through the entire process of having. Oh, I mean, that's neat. Super abridged, you know. Like he's doing voiceover as it's going through it, but it, but it's really cool. Him explaining his process and watching all that happen and then seeing it realized, like it's it was really neat. There's a, a a program 
that you can get on Steam called, I think it's called 3D Sen. Yeah. And there's a VR version of it as well, but where it, it does the same thing, where it takes 2D games and uh, um, this guy might be involved with it, maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is his thing, but it turns them into just, it does exactly what you just described and you can play them. Oh, I feel like like I've heard you talk about that in the yeah. past once. I haven't actually used it, but I've seen it and it looks cool. So yeah, my recommendation this week is, uh, so, uh, yeah, why not? I'll have two of them. And, uh, I like recommending myself. So, uh, <laughs> I recommend gate leapers. I don't know if I've talked about gate leapers on the show before. Um, but I, 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 you know, retweet the, all their stuff on Twitter. It's the dudes from Drinkopedia. Okay. They, I think I told you, they came up with a game show essentially where Matt like asks games, they pick like a, a, a geeky fandom and then kind of lampoon it through various, uh, like, games. Is that the one that you asked me if I wanted to be on it? Or, like, when did you do this? Was it a while back? Because I feel like there was a game show one where you're like, we should go on that. Yes. Did you do, go do it without me? Well, it's they, they kind of only have one guest at a time. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I, I, you know, if, you know when, if we're invited on again, uh, I was going to let you do it. <laughs> nice fingers, John. Yep. Um. But it's fun. I had a blast. I went on and talked about Super Mario Brothers, or you know, not talked about it. it you know, did quiz questions about it. How'd you do? Oh wait, no, don't yeah, tell. Yeah, me. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, fairly difficult. Um, you know, oh, Matt man. Watson is the is the host, and he is. Uh, I he's pretty good at coming. Were up they the with British games. ones? He he is the British one. Oh okay. Then Audra and Jason are the Americans. And they're they're like the other contestants that you're you're playing against when you play the game, and uh, it was a fuck ton of fun. And they, it was episode seven, so they got six other episodes, all of which are are fun to listen to. And so I, I recommend go checking out Gate well, Leapers. You tell them if they're going to do a Superman episode, I want in on that. Well, I found out. I, I mentioned it to them because the the next episode they're doing, did they announce it? Yes, they did. Because they I found out when they announced it at the end of the thing. Uh, they're doing DC next. Son of a bitch. And I was like, oh, John would have loved to have done that. But they you know, they already have it set up and uh, someone yeah. on it and all that shit. Oh, well. But uh, yeah, it was a blast. I recommend going and checking it out. Uh, check out all their episodes, not just number seven. And then uh, secondly, we were recently on uh, The Movie Seller mm -hmm. uh, talking about uh, our favorite parody musician-themed movie, UHF. Yeah, and if you're a longtime listener or somebody that went through our back catalog, you know we've got some love for Weird Al and that flick. Yeah, and it was some solid movie seller goodness. Uh, yeah. We stayed on topic the entire time, eh. never strayed. <laughs> I mean, once we got on topic, it wasn't so, oh, no, we did branch out. Yeah, but yeah, it took us like an hour to get on topic. That's that's pretty That's pretty yeah. much par for the course with, with those guys. <laughs> it, it, it's it's fun. I, I like I like talking with them. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, so you can go check that out. It, yeah, it was weird. On well, They both came out on Thursday. So I was like, whoa, I'm on two different podcasts that came out today, and neither of them are mine. This is cool. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to throw one more little recommendation out uh, for the comic book, Tiny Wizards. Yeah. Um, that is by uh, my my buddy, Eben Burgoon, and artist Dean Beatty. And um, we're, we, uh, we just recorded an episode with him, a creator corner with Eben himself. Um, that will be coming out in a week or two. Two. It'll be on like August 10th. I yeah. Think. Well, while we're out of town, cause we won't, we won't be in town to record an episode. So we're going to fudge that there. It's a fun 
fantasy uh, humor book about some fry-sized uh, wizards and kings and subjects and uh, fast food. And yeah, they get, they get transported uh, to a small town, uh, like a small like truck stop town. Yeah, yeah, off with- the interstate somewhere. And um, the the art is great. The presentation is fantastic. Uh, you can go to tiny-wizards.com and go grab a copy of the book or um, or a t-shirt. And if you're not sold on it, just wait a couple of weeks and uh, you can hear all about it on our Creator Corner. Yeah. The reason that we won't be around in, in a couple of weeks is uh, I'm going to Nashville to uh to be at uh, authors and dragons con our, our buddy our podcast buddies authors and dragons are throwing their con in person again uh we're gonna have a booth set up there um on august was it seventh and eighth the saturday sunday selling copies of space oddities so if you're going to be in nashville around that time or you live near nashville then, um stop by and see us shoot me a line hang out it'd be cool yeah i'm, I'm gonna try and meet up with uh rich and natalie from not suitable for adults yeah. on there because uh, that's their Virtual hometown. friends yeah. in person. That'd be cool. Hey, John, orc, the orcs turd is really uh, taken off. Yeah, uh, we've fired got, up. We got two voicemails this week. Woo! And from different from people? different people, yeah. They're <laughs> not both from Dan. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, I guess full disclosure, I've heard one of them, but I have not heard one of them. So I'm really curious. Yeah, which one do you want to hear first? Um, let's hear the one we haven't listened to first, because we know the content of the second one. And I, yeah. We're going to have a little talk. All right, cool. Well, so uh, this one came in first, so let's give it her a listen. Hey, Ben. Hey, John. First time calling in for you guys. This is Eric McKay from Houston, Texas. Hey, just calling in for you guys on your off, current off-topic debrief. Just wanted to let you know. Texas does have whitewater rafting. Oh, shit. And not all of our rivers and, and streams are all brown and stagnant. <laughs> hey, not taking offense, but just letting you know, we cover all aspects of whitewater rafting from actually the Rio Grande, uh, the Green River, the, the, the Guadalupe River, and other, many other rivers across Texas. We, uh, I've, as a scout, I was, and as a scout leader, and just as a parent, and, and took my kids all over Texas for whitewater rafting as well as, you know, out of state as well. But hey, love your show, guys. Have always have been listening since probably the beginning. I just never talk. I heard that today, and I was like, hey, John, Texas is not brown and static. <laughs> a lot of it is, but not everywhere. You guys take care. Good listening to you. And I'm still listening to the podcast right now on the current one. Take care, guys. Keep it up. Hey, awesome. th- thank you so much. You know what's funny is I did... <laughs> I don't remember what I, I mean. Apparently, I, I've been reminded of what I said, but like the whole time I was in there, I was like, "Did Ben say something about it?" I don't. I don't remember saying. That. I'm, I'm not an expert on Texas, but apparently, I just went to a large, dry state like Texas and was just like, "Ah, fucking no, no white water rafting there." That does make sense, though. The real fucking Grand, yeah, you that's know, a Grand River. That's like, right there course, in the name. Yeah, of course there would be some uh, some white water rafting. So my apologies. I stand corrected. Um, but uh, Dan, go get this fucking guy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I because I lived in Houston for a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, like m- my only experience with Houston Rivers was like the San Jacinto and the Sabine, both of which are like pretty slow flowing and brown and and not not beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful in their own way, 
but they're not whitewater rafting type yeah. rivers. So I think, uh, you know, I think the, you know, green and Guadalupe are closer or further West, maybe, you know, kind of off flow from the Rockies kind of side. So okay. I could see that. Um, I always thought the Rio Grande was just kind of big and wide and slow, kind of like the Mississippi, but, uh, there's a lot of Texas I didn't see. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll go for like, I bet New Mexico doesn't have any white water. Yeah. Well, fuck New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get us another caller. <laughs> right, well, but thanks for calling Aaron. I appreciate you calling and correcting us. We've been asking for people to do that for a long time. No shit. Yeah. yeah like that, that, that is actually something we have widely requested. So that's good. I finally said something that needed to be corrected. You know, I, you know, and not, and it wasn't about e-tickets. I, I guess they were right. Uh, don't mess with Texas. Yeah. That's all we had to do. All we had to do was mess with Texas, and we get corrected. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, all right, on to our second voicemail. Should we set up at, at all for people probably that, yeah. that aren't listening? We read a uh, a review from. This gentleman here, Bloodbath, um, that that was left on our on the website about our Disney uh, Disneyland episode, and you know he wasn't too stoked on like you know it wasn't our best, and that's fair. Um, he mentioned that uh, that you know it was all a lot of opinions, and that I didn't know what an e ticket was, and he was wrong. And then uh, boy, did our buddy at the movie seller Dan come in hot yeah like, last, oh boy last debrief he came in uh came in with a vengeance yeah two messages worth and uh basically called him out so this this is a response from bloodbath you know so we 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 want to start this uh this this war this feud and, fight uh, for uh, fight over us <laughs> yeah <laughs> minions yeah this is great <laughs> i'll facilitate the fuck out of this all right on with the call yeah, like, are, have you really made it until you have a toxic fandom? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Passion. This is Bloodbath, and I will come back and damn that, yeah, we can have conversations about all these things, but I have my opinions, and he has his. I disagree with several things that he has said, and we can have our own conversation offline but i am not throwing i'm not dragging the lake I, w- I thought he wanted to step outside and fight so yeah if we want to talk about uh, like superman 3 in particular How dare you that's one thing that i think should have never been made <sighs> richard Pryor should not have be- ever been in a superman movie there yeah discuss <laughs> We're like and right now. Oh nope! I'm right not now. trying to be a troll. I do not like how John will drone on and on and on about certain things and not get to a point. <laughs> but other than that, I love your podcast, and I am a fan. And I actually like both of you personally. I've met you in real life. Brag. And keep it up. And you know what, Dan? I'm okay with you. Oh. If you don't like me based on my comments, that's okay. So that is my salvo into this proxy war that they're trying to stir up. <laughs> good night and good luck. Well, Bloodbath, thank you for calling. You were a lot more diplomatic than we'd hoped for. Boo. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm about, you want to hear droning on and on? I'll fucking drone on and on. 
Yeah, Superman 3, not good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's much of a discussion there. That movie kind of sucks. Yeah, but it's kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've said this before, but I'm I'm convinced that... Uh, here, let me drag this out and drone on and on. Now, um, I'm convinced that if I could, that if I had that footage, I could, I could make it better by cutting out some of the more cheesy stuff like Richard Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Richard Pryor, but it, yeah. it's just a weird tone to set for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, all of the, all of the Clark Kent in Smallville stuff with Lana and like. The evil Superman shit, like yeah, that the evil Superman was cool. Fucking brilliant! Like Christopher Reeve is so fucking good, and he fucking bulked up for that movie. Like he, he looked kind of frightening, kind of super. So uh, Dan, if you appreciate my droning on and on, come get this guy. <laughs> the shit ain't over yet. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, I appreciate, yeah, but like, you don't have to. That was uh, that was so much more measured. Than Dan's response. Yeah. But, yeah. Dan uh, was straight telling him to suck a fat sausage and to not listen to the movie seller. <laughs> <laughs> he came in hot, man. Uh, that was fun. But, you know, I would be curious, uh, Bloodbath. I'm, I'm curious exactly, you know, because I know I can drone on and on, but I'm curious what, you know. Yeah. The, well, what he's referring to. Yeah. I mean, I know who he, like, we know who he is. Yeah. I mean, we should probably call him and, I'm, I'm kind of curious, That seems kind of desperate. Well, I mean. I just, I'm just going to beg on my show. Constructive criticism is good. You yes. You know, like, if you want to, you know, if we're doing something wrong or something that you find irritating, let us know. I mean, we're not going to be, I mean, John will be a little offended by it, but he'll get over it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> mm, I'm certainly not going to change for your ass. No. Um, but, but, yeah, I'd be curious. You know, because that means that at some point we're talking and someone is bored or not entertained. And that's not good. We yeah. don't want that. Yeah. Or it could be a thing like an e-ticket where he's just talking out his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get over things. <laughs> uh, just kidding. All right. Well, if you want to call us up and tell us what we're doing wrong or how much we suck, or if you want to tell John he's wrong, because that seems to be the theme of this week's voicemails. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> You can give us a call at 916-ORC-TURD. Well, and we are actually prepared with a topic for uh, next week uh, for once in our lives. So tune in, folks, because we are going to talk Grand Theft Auto on our next full episode. Yeah, and if you uh, if you have some feelings about GTA, the, the franchise, the game, the controversy... Uh, go ahead and shoot us a line, you know, hit us up on one of the socials or give us a call. Hell, we're not, I'm, I'm all for putting voicemails in the main episode if it's about the topic. Yeah, fuck yeah. So yeah, if you got things to say or things you want to get our opinion on or things that, uh, you know. That I got wrong. Yeah, yes, yeah. Guess what John's going to get wrong about GTA (laughs) and shoot us a message. (laughs) Thank you folks for dropping by. Um, if you want to find us on the social medias, you can. We're on Facebook, Geek Exploration the Podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You could drop us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Um, or like Ben said, call us 916 O R C T U R D, like the turd of an orc. Yeah, and if you want to uh if you like our show, um or if you know, if you don't, uh, give us a five star review. 
um, you know, give us a five star review that says you suck. That would be just fine. Yeah. Give us a five star review saying John's wrong and drones on and on. Yeah. It doesn't know shit about Texas or e-tickets. And, uh, you know, we are part of the Geekly Grind podcast network and, uh, our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.